This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Dumb Nerds Podcast, a show where smart topics are discussed by funny amateur experts. I'm your host, Cassie Jerkins, and today there's no guest. That's right. This is a solo episode, and it's the first solo episode. Because as you guys know, shows drop every Tuesday, and this coming Tuesday is the 4th of July. So I'm not going to take people away from their friends and family. And you know what? What better way to celebrate the 4th of July than learning about the history of the 4th of July? And for our non-American listeners, I'm talking about Independence Day in the United States. Bummer, I know. One thing I did learn, there are hundreds of countries that celebrate their own Independence Day and have their own history and everything, which is great. I'm from California. I'm affected by the 4th of July because I live in the United States. Before we get into it, just want to let you guys know that if you're shopping on Amazon, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash dumbnerds and click on that support our artist button. It takes you straight to Amazon so you can shop like you normally would and it gives us a little kickback. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at dumbnerds. Burp. <laughs> I literally just ate lunch. Oh, great. Am I going to burp the whole time? Well, let's find out. Uh, and you also can rate and review this show, The Dumb Nerds Podcast, on iTunes. Give us a five-star review, and it super-duper helps us out. Also, a little thing that's happening right now, Baby Driver is out. People are going to see it. People are loving Baby Driver. It is a film by Edgar Wright. And if you go back to Cody Ziegler's episode, we talk all about Edgar Wright. So if you're nerding out on Baby Driver, go and learn about Edgar Wright because he is great. All right. It's time to get into learning about Independence Day. My sources come from a lot of dumb places like History.com, Academic Exchange, The Fireworks Firm, Slate, Bustle, and List 25. And I have all the articles and the authors and all that fun stuff listed in show notes. All right, 4th of July. You know, as kids, our parents would have the day off. We'd get super drunk. We didn't know why they were so happy, what they were drinking. If they'd let us drink the beer or whatever they were drinking, we thought it tasted real gross. But they were always having a fun time. And then fireworks would start at night. When I was really little, uh, fireworks freaked me out. I hated it. <laughs> so F you country. Uh, but now I think they're pretty cool. And, you know, if there's a fireworks show going on, I'll watch it. It's cool. But when I was little, I was like a cat and a dog. And if I heard those booms, I would be very upset. I did not like them. Uh, I think it took me until I was about like seven or eight, maybe 15, <laughs> until I was cool with fireworks. But so what is the deal with this day? Parents get the day off. They're drinking. They're celebrating. Now we're all old and we go to barbecues and everything. What is the 4th of July all about? Well, you guys, it's celebrating the birth of the United States. And this 4th of July... U.S. is turning 241 years old. That's so old. And why are we celebrating? Well, on July 2nd, the 
On July 2nd, the Declaration of Independence was approved and announced that the 13 colonies were free from the British rule. That's when they came up with the idea, and then Thomas Jefferson got his little thing called a laptop. Not the laptops we know today, but a little wooden plate uh, that you would open up and you would literally sit on your lap and you could write. And so he got out his laptop and he constructed the Declaration of Independence. So <clears throat> so it was voted on July 2nd that it would happen. It was signed on the 4th because that's when the written document was finally like, Thomas was like, you know what? It's good to go. Let's sign it. But guess what? It was only signed by one, maybe two people. It was definitely signed by John Hancock. We all know John Hancock because he was like, I'm going to sign it so big that you can read my name. I want the king to know that I'm like, F you, king. And now it makes sense why he signed it so big. He was the first guy to sign it. There was all that space. It's like when you're signing a yearbook and you're like, you got a blank page. Are you going to be that guy? Are you going to be that John Hancock that takes up an entire page? Were you that John Hancock? Uh, you may have been. So John Hancock signed it. And possibly I, I got mixed sources that Charles Thompson also signed it on the 4th. But again, that's like mixed reviews. So I don't know. But most of the men didn't sign the Declaration of Independence until August 2nd. That's a long time. But also remember, 13 colonies spread out. We don't got cars. We don't got trains. We don't got planes. We don't got email, uh, you know, fax machines, all that stuff. So probably getting them back together to sign it. It, it takes a while, you know, you gotta, gotta go home, see the, the family, visit the state, make sure everybody's doing good, visit the colony, not the state, and then go back and sign it. So most of the men signed it August 2nd. So 4th of July uh, doesn't celebrate the signing and even the voting. It's just kind of like, yeah, here it is. We've adopted it. The document is actually ready. First person signed it. But again, is it really about the signing? Oh, so the declaration was signed by 56 men from 13 colonies. Uh, yeah, that was like the big thing was 13 colonies. The original flag was 13 stars in a circle and no star was bigger or smaller because it represented equality, that all colonies are equal. And you know, it's in the uh, declaration, all men are created equal. I think actually I should have wrote this down, but it's like all property owning men are created equal. So that leaves out minorities and women and fun. But, you know, their head was in the right place. And as we keep going, we're trying to achieve equality. Hopefully we'll get there sooner than later. Hopefully in my lifetime, that would be great. I've seen some progress, so it's good. We don't have to talk about what's going on this year, which may make 4th of July a little bit sadder. Maybe a little bit more drunker because, hey, we all like a holiday, a day off work to eat some barbecue and get super drunk. And when you're not happy with the state of the nation, why not get more drunker? All right. So how old were these were some of these people signing the Declaration of Independence? So the average age was 45. That's that seems about a average age to sign a declaration. The youngest was baby Thomas Lynch Jr., who was 27. He was from South Carolina. And the oldest delegate was our boy Ben Franklin. Burp, 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 burp. He was 70 and he represented Pennsylvania. The lead author of the declaration, Thomas Jefferson, who again wrote it out on his wooden laptop, was 33. He was Jesus. <laughs> he was Jesus of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, there were only two signers of the Declaration of Independence that later went on to become the president, and that was John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. Yep, 
All right, so when was the first Independence Day celebration? So the first Independence Day celebration was July 8th, 1776. Again, not the 4th. The 2nd, they voted to pass it. The 4th, Thomas Jefferson finished it. A couple people signed it. July 8th in Philadelphia. They go out to the public and they read the Declaration of Independence and the Liberty Bell was rung. You know the Liberty Bell when you're in Philadelphia. You're like, oh yeah, that's a piece of history I should go check out. And you go and it's a super cracked bell and you're like, okay, I don't get it. When you think 1776, it was rung when the Declaration of Independence was read to the public for the first time. That is pretty cool. Today, the bell still gets slightly tapped on the 4th of July. It's old, old as fuck, so they don't want to break that bell by ringing it, so they just kind of gently tap it, and it honors, you know, the original 13 colonies and all that warm, gooey feelings, all that fun stuff. So now we're probably thinking, wait, okay, when when does the July 4th become the big deal because every July 4th we celebrate this it's not like some holidays where it moves around a whole bunch like Thanksgiving and all that stuff it is a fixed day so when did it become a fixed day July 4th 1777 was when the party started so we've been doing this for 240 years now pretty crazy um and that was just kind of it was just kind of decided which is funny because john adams he was very excited after they voted for the declaration of independence he wrote his wife a letter and was like mark my words wife july 2nd we will be celebrating for years and years to come he was wrong it was july 4th so july 4th now we're going now we're partying yeah That's how it goes. Some fun, fun facts about July 4th. Three presidents have actually died on the 4th of July, which is very interesting to me because I don't know, maybe they just like hung around on their deathbed and they're like, I just want to make sure we make it one more year to the 4th of July because I signed that Declaration of Independence and it's important to me to know that this country is still going. So John Adams and Thomas Jefferson both died on July 4th, 1826. They died the same year, hours apart. Ooh, chilly. And also, James Monroe, he did not sign the Declaration of Independence, but he died July, or did he? I don't know. Oh, God. James Monroe died July 4th. No, he didn't, because I told you guys already, only two presidents signed the Declaration of Independence. Therefore, James Monroe did not sign it, because John Adams and Thomas Jefferson signed it, so he did not sign it. Boom, my brain figured it out. But James Monroe was a president and died July 4th. 1831. Another fun fact is there is a president that was born on July 4th, 1872. Maybe that was part of his campaign. I'm so American. I was born on Independence Day. And that was our 30th president, Calvin Coolidge. That's probably the only Calvin Coolidge fact that I know. Uh, Yeah. Good times, good times, good times. All right. So well, in 1777, what were they doing on the 4th of July? There was parades, There were speeches, there was music, and of course, there was public readings of the Declaration of Independence, which in my lifetime, every 4th of July party I've gone to, there are never any public readings of declarations. There are speeches, there's parades on the TV, there's music. No one's like, hey guys, let's sit down and read the Declaration of Independence, which... uh, uh, 
I'm not very patriotic right now because I'm not happy with the way things are. But I mean, if that was a tradition where like your family or everything as you're barbecuing and drinking, you sit down and you read the Declaration of Independence, I think I would feel something. I think I'd be like, wow, you know, these guys, these white dudes sat down and wrote this thing out and we're saying, hey, we want to break away from Britain and be our own our own country. And as we keep going, we become more and more inclusive and striving more for equality. I think I'd feel a little bit more patriotic than I uh, already I don't know. I don't feel that patriotic. Anyways, let's keep chugging along. Okay, another fun fact that they used to do up until the 1890s was they used to sh- like shoot off cannons on the 4th of July. That was a big thing. Artil- artillery, artillery, you know, gun salutes, cannon salutes. That was like a big thing with the fireworks and everything. And they would shoot off cannons, but no one shoots off cannons anymore. Maybe maybe one Fourth of July we'll do a throwback cannons. Throwback cannons. Let's do that. All right. So the White House actually didn't hold its first Fourth of July party until 1801. Also partly because, you know, it wasn't White House wasn't built in 1776. That took some time. But when it was built, boom, party every year. And the coolest thing was fireworks have been a part of the Fourth of July celebration since the beginning. That's crazy. Going back to our friend John Adams, I was like, guess what, wife? (laughs) I should know the wife's name. I'm a terrible person. Uh, Guess what? July 2nd, mark your calendar. It's going to be the party of the year for the United States. Nope, it was July 4th. But thing that John Adams pitched and is now a big part of the festivities is fireworks. He wanted fireworks to be part of the celebration. And in that letter where he correctly... Uh, incorrectly pitched June se- July 2nd. Oh my God. Incorrectly pitched July 2nd. He in- he did mention fireworks. So 1-1 John Adams. Yep. And even Congress authorized pyrotechnics as part of the 4th of July celebration back in 1777. They put that in the... They That was part of one of their meetings. They're like, hey, fireworks, fireworks? Yeah, we're doing fireworks. And now there are... Over 14,000 fireworks displays across the United States on the 4th of July. The biggest one being Macy's 4th of July Spectacular in New York City, which on average, like millions of people watch and they use all the fireworks. So that's pretty cool. 1870, July 4th is made an official holiday. So before that, it was just kind of like a thing people knew to do. And also people still had to work (laughs) like they didn't get the day off. So be like, oh, yeah, happy, happy U.S. birthday. Time to go to work unless you want to take the day off and lose money. But, you know, we all we all like to get time off work and still not hurt. So, boom, 1870, July 4th is made an official holiday. 1941, it's made an official federal holiday. And what that means is there are four federal holidays in the United States, and that means those dates don't move. They're, like, fixed. So, New Year's Day, January 1st. Veterans Day, November 11th. Christmas Day, December 25th. Independence Day, July 4th. Boom. Same calendar date each year. Congress made that happen. And again, that 1941 date, I could be wrong about that. I only saw that on one uh, one resource. 
Okay, so boom, you know, 4th of July happens. We're singing Yankee Doodle proudly because apparently the British made that song to like make fun of us. But we're like, no, we own that song. And then uh, maybe you're thinking, well, what about the famous Star Spangled Banner? Was that around the Declaration of Independence? No, 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 no. That was written by Francis Scott Key. It was originally a poem and then it became a song. And it stemmed from a poem he wrote from his observations in 1814 concerning the British attack on the Baltimore's Fort McHenry during War of 1812. So he wrote the poem, it's later put to music, and then boom, 1931, it becomes national anthem. So a little piece of history that has nothing to do with the 4th of July. Fun. In 1776, boom. We back. 1776. How many people were living in the 13 colonies? 2.5 million. Today, we're like around, I could be very wrong about this number, but a source said 316 million, probably more people. Boom, we exploded. Oh boy. Fireworks. Let's talk fireworks because fireworks are one of the coolest parts about the 4th of July. Also, fireworks in general, anytime, anywhere. Now that they no longer scare me, if I see some fireworks, I'll stop. I'll watch the show. So what's the deal with fireworks? When did they get invented? Uh, guys, over 2,000 years ago. That's a long time for fire in the sky. Whew. And it's believed to be invented by the Chinese in the 7th century. They believe a Chinese sci- scientist uh, was, you know, doing some science stuff and accidentally mixed some chemicals. Boom. Firework. Bam. Fireworks now become a huge part of so many people's lives. So the Chinese invented the fireworks and they used it to ward off evil spirits, celebrate festivities like marriages and funerals and promote prosperity. The first firecracker was made by packing all that firework technology and powder and all that fun stuff into bamboo tubes. So then you could shoot it off and you could play with it. And so when the fireworks were first invented, they were only coming out, the colors you could have were white or orange. So like gold basically it wasn't until the industrial until like the middle ages that color new colors started to be invented and the industrial ages went boom more colors were like kind of solidified fun fact the hardest color to achieve was blue very interesting it's also interesting that the fourth of july independence day we love fireworks because england loved fireworks as well um, the first recorded fireworks in England were at the wedding of King Henry VII in 1486. And Queen Elizabeth was so fascinated with fireworks that she created an honorary title, Firemaster of England, for the individual who created the best fireworks. So English love the fireworks. Americans love the fireworks. Chinese love the fireworks. We all love fireworks. Yes. So that's like a huge part of the tradition in the U.S., along with barbecuing and drinking which we'll get to. Thing about fireworks. The U.S. imported 227.3 million worth of fireworks from China in 2012. U.S. exports of fireworks by comparison came to just 11.7 million in 2012, with Israel purchasing more than any other country at 2.5 million. China is still the largest manufacturer when it comes to fireworks. About 90 to 97 from the sources I got 90 to 97% of U.S.'s fireworks come from China. Another fun fact is that the vast majority of imported U.S. flags are made in China. 
So $3.6 million are sent to China to bring a ton of U.S. flags over here. It's believed that 87.5% of U.S. flags are all made in China. And that led to, in 2014, a bill was passed that made it illegal for the military to fly foreign-made flags. So that's, uh, they were like, uh, I know it's more pricier, but maybe we should be flying flags that were made in America. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So that was just a sidetrack on flags. But going back to fireworks, another fun thing about fireworks is static electricity in clothing can set off fireworks. So when people are making fireworks, they can only wear cotton clothing or else, uh, boom, you're going to set off some fireworks. So uh, that's 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 a lot. I, I had no idea that fireworks had been around for 2000 years. I don't know. I just I guess I never really thought about it. But it's also cool to think that like, you know, back in the 1400s at King's weddings and, you know, at getting married in China a thousand years ago. Boom. Fireworks. Sounds pretty great. So what's the deal with these barbecues at the 4th of July? Hmm? Is it just for me? I just think, oh, anytime my parents would have a day off, we just have a barbecue and drink beer, right? Like Memorial Day and Veterans Day and everything. That's just how we do. Barbecues actually are very, very important to the whole founding of this country. Again, I had no idea. Fourth of July hosts the largest barbecue in the U.S. Memorial Day is a distant second. What's the deal? So roasting meats outside was practiced even before the nation's founding, particularly in the southern colonies. This was this technique and tradition was adopted from the West Indies in the 18th and 19th centuries. As politicians pushed for federal recognition of the 4th of July, they held patriotic rallies. And it turns out the concept of barbecues meshed well with these rallies. So they would say, hey, everybody, come on down. We're going to we got some pigs. Sometimes we got these big old oxen and we're going to grill them. You guys are going to eat. We're going to party. And then we're going to talk patriotic propaganda on you guys and be like, hey, you want to be free? You hate the Britons? Let's do this. Let's separate. Let's become our own country. Oh, by the way, we're going to have to fight a big old war because of this. So any of you guys want to fight in the war? Huh? More pig? More oxen? More beer? That's right. Barbecue. Also a big thing back in the day was turtle soup. That is not something we keep doing. Uh, I've never been to a barbecue where it's like, hey, you want some turtle soup? But this was really popular in Philadelphia, Boston, and Charleston. Whoo, boy. A lot of just in general, just meat and everything. That's that's a big part of barbecues. Also, as I mentioned before that the barbecue was adopted and people saw the West Indies doing it and were like, hey, what are you doing? That, that looks great. That looks super fun. Let's do that. So barbecue comes from the Spanish word barbacoa. <laughs> that sounds like anaconda, barbacoa, uh, which is believed to derive from a word by the indigenous Taino people of, Spain, of Hispaniolonia. Oh my God, this is embarrassing. Okay, it becomes from an indigenous tribe to describe a wooden rack used for smoking meats. So, West Indies, they had these smoking rack, wooden racks, they were grilling animals, and everyone's like, that looks like fun, and then they started doing it, and then boom, they started taking it to rallies to get people, because everybody likes to eat, and get a bunch of people eating some meat, boom, you talk about becoming America... The rest is history, folks. Now it's estimated 150 million hot dogs and 700 million pounds of chicken are consumed each year on 4th of July. Ooh, it's uh, it's a tough life to be a livestock. Yeah. Also, a thing I was reading that I thought was really interesting was back in the day, like 
all the meats had to be super patriotic. So it wasn't like a Salisbury steak. It was a Liberty steak. Uh, So that was like a big deal, though, back in the day. But now it's like this is a country of immigrants. So if we're going to eat a Frankfurt, we're going to eat a Frankfurt on Fourth of July. No one really gets upset about that. That's that's how it goes. So people are already kind of doing these like rallies and these barbecues. So when did the backyard barbecue thing become a concept in the 20th century? Because that's when you're moving from the country now to city life and then suburb life. So the Independence Day cookout morphed into this public free for all family affair. And then even magazines advertisements before World War II were all selling these backyard barbecues and telling people, guys, you got to get those charcoal grills so you can be having an independence barbecue in your backyard. Celebrate America. Aw, yeah. Fourth of July barbecues are very important to Americans. So when Americans are on holiday, there are countries that will celebrate the Fourth of July with like beer, barbecue and cowboy American stuff to keep the tourists happy and to get the tourists to be like, hey, what? Fourth of July, why don't you make sure you're in our country if you're not going to be in America? And those big spots are Norway, Denmark, China, Ireland, France and Australia. So shout out to all you people. There are a couple other countries that actually celebrate their Independence Day on Fourth of July as well. Even though I did mention before, there are hundreds of countries that have their own Independence Day on different days and they're celebrating for different reasons. But Philippines and Rwanda celebrate the 4th of July as part of their Day of Liberation. In the Southeast Asia, it's known as Republic Day, and the Rwandans celebrate Liberation Day. Another thing about the 4th of July, we're talking patriotism, Pledge of Allegiance. has been around for a while, I don't know how long, but I do know that in 1954, the words under God were added to the Pledge of Allegiance, which is interesting because people fight it today and we act like it's been around forever when it was just added not that long ago, considering we've been ringing the Liberty Bell. We've been drinking beer, having barbecue, setting off fireworks since 1776. All right, guys, that's a little history of the 4th of July in the United States. That's a lot. That's a lot, you know, but something you can think about when you go and reach for that icy cold beer or you eat a hot dog or you start your own barbecue or you jump in a pool or you're setting up your little chair and waiting for that fireworks show, especially with that fireworks show. Know that that's been around for over 2000 years and since 1776 in our country. 1777 was officially when the first 4th of July party started. So go out there, have a super fun party and celebrate this country. Maybe think about those things as a way of being like to find that patriotism. Because I think around this this year, for a lot of people, people are very upset with our Congress and our president and our state of our nation. And there's a lot of anger and fear and everything. So it's like, why? Why should we celebrate? to get drunk i don't know i feel like that's why i like most of my friends will be like yeah we're gonna do it because we get to eat food and drink beer but you know i think maybe it's good to kind of take a moment to think about why we're celebrating the day and think maybe think a happy thought about the country so for me i'm gonna think about how cool fireworks are how 240 years is still baby compared to a lot of countries but it's a long time you know we're We're holding on. Hopefully things will get better. Hopefully next year we'll get more crazy with our party because we'll be super happy because, I don't know, 
certain people in the government just go away and like cool people come back or come in? <sighs> America, man. Well, that's 4th of July. Happy or not. Yep. There's some history. All right. This is getting sad. So let's let's get out of here before we uh, get too sad. Guys, thanks for listening. Please rate and review the Dumb Nerds podcast on iTunes. Really helps us out. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And on those on social media, tweet at me, message us, uh, write a comment. Let us know what you think. Yell at me for being dumb about something because I'm a dumb nerd. So I'm sure I said some dumb stuff, but I did do some research and I'll put all that in the show notes. So there's some knowledge coming at you. Remember, if you're shopping on Amazon, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash dumb nerds and click on that support our artist button. Takes you straight to Amazon so you can shop like you normally would. And you can follow me, Cassie Jerkins, on Twitter and Instagram at Cassie Jerkins. All right, that's the show. I'll see you next week. I will have a guest. We'll be back to normal. But I hope you enjoyed this little mini episode to learn more about this holiday that this episode dropped on the 4th of July. I'll see you later. Bye. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.